This is the Market Unclosed Podcast, presented by BPI Trade, a podcast where we do a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. guys welcome to the market and close episode for the week ending september 9 and this will be our second episode for 2022 so the philippine stock exchange index closes the week at around 6606 down around 86 points or one spot 29 percent week on week for the year the index is down seven spot 25 percent and this is going to be the third straight week that we are in the red high and low of the week was at 6,721, with the low of the week at 6,548. Foreign investors were net buyers for the week at 1.1 billion pesos with a 45% participation. For the year though, we remain at net foreign selling of around 52.46 billion pesos. Daily average turnover continues to be sluggish at 4.65 billion pesos versus the year average of 7.15 billion. All sectors, though, ended in the red with the property sector leading losses at 1.68% down for the week, followed by conglomerates down 1 spot 44% for the week, and the industrial sector down 0 spot 98% for the week. Technically, the index continues to consolidate above its 100-day moving average support line at 65.50, while resistance stands at the 20-day moving average of 6,700. Despite trading at historic lows for most of the week, the local currency managed to close at 56 spot 82 to the dollar, down 9 bips week on week. For the year, it's down 10.24% against the greenback. Concerns grow as the national government debt hits a new record in July at 12.9 trillion, rising by about 8 tenths of a percent or at 96 billion due to additional domestic and local borrowings as well as the weaker peso. Do note though that the rise is slower than the monthly increases we've seen from 2020 to June 2022, the peak of the hard lockdowns. Finance Secretary Diokno said that the government needs to ramp up infrastructure spending in the energy and transport sector for the next 20 years as the country remains a laggard in Southeast Asia. They are eyeing investments from public and private insurance companies to support this program as he sees a win-win situation for both sides. The Government Service Insurance System, or the GSIS, has already signaled its intent to continue investing in state and private infrastructure projects. Headline inflation in the country for August 2022 East to 6.3% year-on-year after five consecutive months of acceleration. This brings average inflation for 2022 to 4.9%. Core inflation, on the other hand, was recorded at 4.6% year-on-year, with analysts saying that the slowdown in inflation at the national level was primarily due to the lower annual increment recorded for transportation and food and non-alcoholic beverages. BPI head economist June Neri says that it is unlikely that inflation has peaked in 2022, saying that we only need a 0.1% rise in month-on-month CPI for us to reach 6.5% 
in September. As oil drops to near 8-month lows, OPEC and non-OPEC partners decided to cut production targets by about 100,000 barrels per day from October. Analyst estimates expected the group to maintain their production policy after agreeing to raise oil output by 100,000 barrels per day just last month. Concerns about the health of the global economy and expectations of falling fuel demand led to sharp oil price falls in the previous sessions this week. Philippine employment picked up in July 2022 to 94.8% or approximately 47 million Filipinos. Unemployment declined to 5.2%, the lowest this year with the number estimated at around 3 million Filipinos. According to the National Economic Development Authority or NEDA, the Marcos administration intends to complete 73 big-ticket infrastructure projects costing about 4 trillion pesos. These projects were called from 112 infrastructure projects that were not finished from the Duterte administration. Strong news from Philippine banks as the Banco Central reported that the Philippine banking industry's non-performing loan ratio or NPL ratio fell for a fifth straight month in July to its lowest in 22 months as bad debt continued to decline. Data from the BSP showed that NPL ratio dropped to 3.6% at end July with bad loans sliding by 13.7% to 420 billion pesos. Philippine July trade deficit widens to $5.9 billion in July, albeit slower than the previous month. The Philippine Statistics Authority said that the two-way traffic was valued at around $18.35 billion, with imported goods accounting for about two-thirds of the value. The country's Gross International Reserves, or the GIR, shed about $863 million in August and dropped for the sixth straight month. It now stands at $98.98 billion as the Philippine peso continues to trade at historic lows against the greenback. The Banco Central, though, maintains that with the preliminary data, the GIR level remains more than adequate liquidity buffer. Villar-owned Advanced Media Broadcasting System Channel, or ALL-TV, has signed a content license partnership deal with CNN Philippines. CNN's flagship news program, News Night, will be aired simultaneously on ALL-TV starting September 13. Ayala subsidiary Globe Telecom secured Philippine Stock Exchange approval to offer an issue up to 17 billion pesos worth of Globe Common Shares by way of a stock rights offering. Globe has priced the offering at 1,680 apiece, with one right share for every 13 spot 2366 common shares held. X date will be next week, September 16, Friday, with the offer period set to begin on October 3 until October 7. Shares are targeted to be listed by October 28. Globe closed the week at 2,090 per share down 1 spot 60% for the day and down 4.74% for the week. Enrique Razon's International Container Terminal through its subsidiary Abbotsford Holding formed a joint venture with Prime Alta Holdings to operate, engage in, and carry on the business of domestic and international ocean, air, and land freight forwarding and logistics. ICT closed the week up by 7 tenths of a percent at 184 
spot 30 per share. McKay Holdings announced the acquisition of a 100% stake in RC Global Beverages. RC Global owns the rights to the RC Cola brand globally and has the ability to grant bottling and distribution licenses to bottlers in Asia, Europe, Africa, the Middle East, and in North and South America, but excluding the United States. McKay is paying cash for $21 million in equity value and assuming net debt of $25 million. This though may change depending on how RC Global will perform this year. Take note though that RC Global is owned by McKay majority holders, the Yao family. Since the announcement, the Philippine Stock Exchange has suspended the trading of McKay shares, pending more information on the deal. After selling a part of its stake in the Mactan Cebu International Airport, Megawide Construction is looking to bid for more segments of the Japan-funded Metro Manila subway project by next year. Megawide and its Japanese joint venture partner, Tokyo Construction and Tobishima Corp, signed in May the Contract Package 104 of the subway project. Megawide closed the week in the red, down 6.97% at 4 spot 94 per share. Enrique Razon-owned Prime Infrastructure Capital filed its initial public offering application with the SEC to sell about 1.76 billion common shares at 14.60 per share. Over allotment option is set at 175.6 million shares and the deal could possibly raise up to 28 billion pesos in net proceeds. Offer period is targeted to begin on October 3, with October 12 as its target listing date. 23 billion is set to be allocated to their energy business, while 3.5 billion would go to their water segment, and the balance of about 1.1 billion would be spent on projects for their waste and sustainable fuels business. Solar Philippines Nueva Ecija announced that its stock rights offering was fully subscribed in its first and second round of offers. The SRO consists of the issuance of 1.88 billion shares, priced at 1.5 peso per share for a total offer size of 2.81 billion pesos. SPNEC was trading at around 1.66 to 1.70 per share at the time of pricing representing a 9.6% to 11.7% discount from the market price. It closes today at 156 per share, down 7 spot 69 for the week, and roughly a 3.8% discount from the SRO price. The SEC has approved Upson International's 4.34 billion plan to go public, with shares to be sold at 550 each. Upson International has several retailers under its corporate portfolio that include Octagon Computer Superstore, Micro Valley, and Gadget King. Proceeds of the offer will be used for store network expansion and general corporate purposes. Here is your market calendar for next week. For Monday, September 12, we have cash dividend X days for RFM Corporation and Shang Properties. For Tuesday, September 13, we have cash dividend X days for Phoenix Petroleum Preferred Series 3B or PNX 3B. Nothing on the calendar for Wednesday to Thursday, September 14 and 15. For Friday, September 16, though, we have cash dividend X days 
for Jollibee Foods Corp Preferred Series A and B or JFCPA and JFCPB and San Miguel Corp Preferred Series F, H, I, J, and K are SMC2F, SMC2H, SMC2I, SMC2J, and SMC2K. We also have the X date for Globe Telecom's SRO. And that wraps up our Market on Close podcast. For more insights and analysis, log on to your BPI Trade account or open an account today at bpitrade.com. <laughs>